0: in progress. Okay, awesome. All right, so good evening, everybody. It's good to see you. As usual, we have to start with jokes. Uh The jokes are the same as last year, but I assume you don't remember any of them. So I think we're going to be okay, okay? Uh, This one's the one that I say all the time, so this one you might know. Why was the matzah kicked out of soul Why was the matzah kicked out of synagogue? Because he wouldn't rise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How many pharaohs does it take to screw in a light bulb? One, but he won't let it go. Ah, oh, okay. Um, what's what, what the what's your what's your favorite Passover cheese? Come on, someone should know this one. Someone should know this one. What's your favorite Passover cheese? Mozzarella, mozzarella. Okay. Uh, what's the difference no swiss it's swiss swiss cheese because it's holy swiss cheese because it's holy okay okay not bad not bad okay (laughs) what's the what's the difference between matzah and cardboard (laughs) 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 cardboard doesn't leave crumbs okay um (laughs) all right i think that's enough I won't torture you for more. If you want to come back for more, please uh, show up for the Seder. (laughs) Okay. All right. Somebody's questioning there. Sign up now. Uh, But, um, you know, today I I really wanted to get together before Pesach because Pesach is such a complicated holiday with so much to think about. And uh, honestly, even though we talk about it every year, we forget every year. And if we want to get it done right, um, it's worth getting together. And uh, so really, Hopefully I'm not going to tell you much anything new, but mostly as reminders of how to do everything. Let me just uh, put in Bluetooth over here so that this will uh, show up. Um, but you know nothing's working on the computer right now. so of course, Bluetooth a second. just want to test speaker. Just give me a second test Bluetooth and we're going to connect Okay, awesome. So now we can, all right, uh, let's make sure that the head microphone is selected as, all right, so the first question is, what is Pesach all about? Now, interestingly enough, of course, in the Torah, the holiday is not called Pesach, the holiday is called, anybody knows what it's called? It's not called Pesach. It is called Haga Matzah. the holiday of Matzah because of the main feature mitzvah of Pesach, which is the Matzah. Why is it called Pesach over Matzah is a question for another time, which we will be passing over today. Okay, so um, Pesach has a couple of mitzvahs involved in it. There are a number of commandments, Torah 630 commandments. Passover has a number of commandments That show up within Pesach. And uh, what's number one? Well, I'm not going to go necessarily in the order, but, um, you know, I can can pull it up and show it to you. But uh, really, a lot of things that we do in Judaism have a lot of multiple commandments in them. For example, uh, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah has its own mitzvah, plus it has the mitzvah of um, blowing the shofar, two separate mitzvahs. So every holiday can have multiple mitzvahs related to it, and so Passover is no exception. So let us take a look over here. Uh, Let me open this. Okay, of course it's got to download. Okay. Um, Let me close this. Oh, there. Okay, I'm just opening and sharing on the Zoom. Sorry, everybody, I'm rusty over here. Uh, Let's see. Oh, this is what I wanted. Okay. That's what I wanted. Uh, Am I duplicating the screens over here? I think I am. Okay, let's share. Just one second. It's opening. No, it's the wrong one. All right, forget about it. I'm going to skip that. Um, Pesach is multiple mitzvahs. The first one, of course, is getting rid of chametz. So a lot of people get caught up in the fact that we have to eat matzah, but the first mitzvah is actually not eating chametz. Okay, we are not to eat chametz. What exactly is chametz? Chametz is anything that is leavened, anything that is risen. So it's not necessarily true anything that is yeast, but anything that has risen, which is why matzah is cooked very, very quickly. Today we go with 18 minutes. Technically, there is a possibility that one can create a dough that will rise in less than 18 minutes. For example, you throw yeast in it, but even without yeast, yes. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, there's, a, there's a question, actually, in the commentaries. If you cook uh, matzah with juices, not water, will it rise quicker? Question in Jewish law. So uh, again, it's all about whether it's risen. It's not about 18 minutes, not 18 minutes. Most matzah bakeries, by the way, go 17 minutes just to make sure, uh, to stay away from the 18 minutes. But um, technically, it's about rising. It's not about the 18 minutes. Um, so again, we have to stay away from all, all leavened items. What's unique about Pesach, and which I think is why um Jewish uh, practice around Passover has become so big, right? Because a lot of people don't keep kosher all year, we'll make sure to not eat uh, pe- Passover, we'll make sure not to eat any leavened items on Pesach. Um, for example, when we were in Israel, we had our tour guide who spoke about, you know, growing up how they would eat uh, cheeseburgers on matzah on Pesach, right? So the cheeseburger wasn't a problem, but as long as they were eating matzah, right? It was okay. So in other words, they were going to keep the Passover not the kosher. And it's very common because kosher on Passover is actually more strict. Um, To put it simply, non-kosher food you are allowed to own. Okay. Non-kosher food you are allowed to own. You're not allowed to eat it, of course, but you are allowed to own it aside from uh, mixtures of milk and meat. leavened breads or any of the like on Passover, not only we're not allowed to eat it, we are not allowed to own it. And so that's what's unique about Passover. And that is what creates the whole craze of Passover. That's what makes us all sugar about Passover because we're not only trying not to eat it, we are trying to get rid of it, the search and destroy mission. Uh, just as an aside, the mitzvah of not eating um, 11 items applies actually from midday on Passover, on the eve of Passover. So this year being Wednesday, already midday, the Jewish midday, which we're going to get into, already you cannot eat anything on Pesach. Um, On top of that, if Jews are not OCD enough, God says you can't eat any any, uh, leavened bread and you can't own any leavened bread on Passover. If that's not OCD enough, uh, the Arizal, the great Kabbalist who lived in Safed, which uh, for those who came to Safed at least saw a synagogue, the Arizal said that someone who is careful from eating a small amount of chametz on Passover is guaranteed not to sin throughout the entire year. So again, if you avoid uh, any amount of chametz on Passover, eating it, then you will avoid having any sins throughout the rest of the year. Now, that's the Kabbalistic side. Even in Jewish law, we need to stay away even from a small amount of chametz leavened bread. Why? So again, we said one reason was you can't own it. Another issue is something called bitul nullification. Uh, most of you know that if you have a pot of milk and a drop of meat falls into it, generally the law is if you have one to 60, the meat becomes nullified. So again, generally in kosher, if you have something not kosher that falls onto something kosher, if there is 60 times of the kosher versus the non-kosher, it becomes nullified. But on Passover, that doesn't work. So even if you have a small amount of uh, non-passiver material, falls on passiver material, it is a problem. So that is why we're also OCD, okay? So we don't want... uh, So let's say, for example, I have over there hamantash, and I don't want them getting anywhere near the matzah because a small dust of uh, hamantash on your matzah uh, can be a problem on Pesach, right? So this is why... Uh, Passover food is so much more expensive, in case you're wondering. Uh, the because of this, all of the kosher, aside from the difficulty of making it, all the kosher agencies tighten their ship uh, around Passover. They they go the extra mile. Things they wouldn't do the rest of the year. They'll do extra visits and and extra precautions, anything to stay away from any amount of uh, semblance of non-kosher. Even travel, you know, the oranges that you buy. That's O-U-P. They they put in extra um, layers of protection in order to make sure you don't have any doubt of having anything not kosher. Okay, so far so good, everybody? Any questions or comments? Nope? Okay. I, I do want to point out this that it says that if you avoid eating chametz on Passover, you will not sin the rest of the year. It doesn't mean that if you want to sin, you won't sin. It means that inadvertent sin will not come your way. That means you won't sin by mistake. Uh, of course, if you so desire to sin, we haven't taken away your free will. It just means God will be kind to you and help prevent you from doing any type of sins that uh, you wouldn't want to do. Um, all right. Uh, I want to point out that the uh, Ashkenazim do not eat certain types of foods on Pesach, known as kitniot kidney oats are legumes, beans, rice, uh, most people say quinoa is not included, so that's up to you, but if you want to eat quinoa, most pe- many people say you can eat quinoa. Um, kidney oat, though, is not a problem of owning on Pesach. Okay, It's a problem of eating on Pesach for an Ashkenazi, but it's not a problem of owning on Passover, and therefore it's a great snack food to give to your kids and your pets, and you can actually feed your pets on Pesach, I believe, kidney oats But it's a great uh, unless your unless your uh, dogs are, um, are 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 your dogs Ashkenazi? No, give them kidney oats. Again, uh, your dogs are your cats are Ashkenazi? Okay, it's actually a big problem. Pet food on Passover is really hard to find certain pet food, uh, but you can definitely give them kidney oats. But um, really, I I feed my kids a lot of kidney oats before Passover around the house because um, and it's also a good thing to do yourself if you don't get crumbs around your house, but you want a snack snack on a rice cake so that way even if you get the dust somewhere it's not really a problem just uh, a general good idea um so hopefully i've presented to you uh the problem with passover so again we have passover comes god says you shouldn't have any leavened bread not only you shouldn't have any leavened bread you shouldn't uh own it and on top of that you also cannot see it which means if you uh, sold it, nevertheless, you shouldn't see it. It shouldn't be, you know, you should cover it. So that's one of the other things we do for Passover, right? In addition to cleaning our house and trying to get rid of all of the chametz, all of the leavened items that might be around the house. And if you have kids or pets, or uh, you're a Nasher like I am, uh, that can be in many, many different places around your house. Your chametz can be in a lot of places. Uh, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to some ideas soon. Um, so in addition to cleaning your house, you will also try to sell your chametz. Now, lucky for you, I have a buyer, Tony, for those who know Tony, Tony's going to buy our chametz. And uh, you can fill out a form online on our website to empower me to sell your chametz for you. And then you put away all the chametz that you like, you put it in specific places in your house, and you hide it. Uh, uh, Donna, you, Are you having chametz over there? Make sure you finish it before Pesach, okay? Um, (laughs) I can't hear you, but yeah, make sure you make sure you put it. Make sure you finish. He's working on finishing the chametz, right? Yeah, make sure you finish all your chametz before Pesach. Oh, that's matzah. Oh, he's eating matzah already. He's getting in the mood. Um, Just so you know, there's a there's there's different customs about when you stop eating matzah before Pesach. At the very least, though, at the very least. You shouldn't eat it the day of Pesach. So on Wednesday, Wednesday day, you shouldn't eat any matzah. Okay. But and by the way, the other thing is not not all matzah is kosher for Passover. So you might even even be eating non-kosher Passover matzah. So you want to check the box. Um, and if you're eating non-kosher Passover matzah, it's kosher for Passover. Oh okay, and but you can't, you can't eat last year's either, right? uh, uh well, uh, I don't know. does it go stale? Does the matzah go stale know, normally it's stamped with a year on it. and I was always told um, it's not for the current year i I, I don't know that there's a problem of eating a year old matza except for the fact that it's that it's stale. but it's no, I just stale. went to Win oh. I just went to the winn Dixie in um Tampa and spent a ridiculous amount of money on all the kosher for Passover stuff oh wow yeah i was i was i was there too today on my way back from the prisons i was today there but but i went to the one in uh, car in Carrollwood or wherever it is not the one on swan avenue i should have gone to swan avenue it probably has a better selection oh it had a huge selection that's where i was at oh man they had a lot of stuff there's Win dixie there's winn dixie on swan avenue and there's winn dixie in northdale Carol It's all it's, it's decent. I don't think it's as good as Swan, but it's also pretty good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I also spent a ridiculous amount of money. Um, yeah, but not not too much. I, I went to say to spend a I have to say I also bought kosher pizza there, so <laughs> and ice cream. I'm like, wow, I, you know, I don't get to see this food, anyways. Um. All right. So in addition to try, uh, so by the way, so so as far as the matzah goes, by the way, if it's not kosher Passover, of course you can eat it. If it is kosher Passover, some people don't eat it from 30 days before Passover. Some people don't eat it 15 days before Passover. And some people just don't eat it the day of, uh, so that your appetite is excited. But either way, uh, if you're eating machine-made matzah, uh, shimora matzah tastes totally different here. (laughs) Shimora matzah tastes so superior. (laughs) You like the shimora matzah? Well, if you like a like if, you, it better, uh-huh. if you like a good crunch, I guess I guess it's good. Yeah. Yep. Um. So. Um. All right. So if it, you have pots and pans the whole year, um, you have all the stuff in your house. Uh, the best thing is to sell it. Um, of course you can kosherize. Kosherizing is complicated. If you want to kosherize the vessels in your house, you can. Mm-hmm. But the best thing is to just sell it. Lock it all up. And uh, put By it, new one. huh? New one. Yeah, yeah, or have Passover set aside dishes and uh, cover everything up. We're gonna talk about kosherizing. Uh, I wanna point out a couple of important items, just thoughts. Um, since owning uh, chametz on Passover is a problem, be careful about ordering things for shipment. A lot of people also have like Amazon subscribe and save. Make sure you don't have an item that's going to arrive to you on Passover. Uh, so again since owning is a problem if something even comes to you on passover uh, it's a big problem i remember my brother told me that someone uh, came to his passover seder and gifted him a very expensive bottle of whiskey and uh he unfortunately he had to pour it down the sink because that's what you have to do you know if 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 ownership of chametz comes into your possession on passover nobody is allowed to benefit from it so that's why it's so important to get the sale done, yeah, yeah, it was a real shame, real, real shame. You can't, yeah, you can't even gift it to your cleaner. You gotta, you gotta pour it out because gifting it to your cleaner means your cleaner is now happy and excited, mm-hmm. and uh, you're not allowed to. That's a benefit to you, right? So you you have to make sure that nobody uses it. Um, talking about uh, owning, is some people have a lot of different creams around their house. Some people have like oat based stuffed. Uh, just be careful, you know, stuff that are like oat-based. I don't know they have these oat-based washes and soap washes and face washes. I don't know what. Uh, make sure, of course, to add those to your sale. Um, I'm I'm kind of uh, jumping around all over the place, but that's that's kind of what Pesach is. Um, it's 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 a holiday of uh, being disheveled. I think. Okay, so now that we've understood that you don't want to own any chametz. And you're gonna do a couple things to get rid of your chametz, your leavened items. Number one is you're gonna eat some of it. Number two is you're gonna put away some of it and sell it. Um, number three is you're gonna not buy it, right? The next thing you want, you need to do is something called the bitul. This is something a lot of people miss. They don't realize it's an important part. But there's something called the bitul, the nullification of chametz. Nullification means any chametz that you did not sell because you don't know about it, maybe it's a Cheerio stuck under your bed, any chametz that, also don't forget, the sale of chametz is a more modern invention. So uh the bitul null, nullifying came way before we used to sell our chametz. Uh So any chametz that that you may own, you are going to nullify it, meaning you are nullifying your ownership over it. So if for some reason something slips your uh, purview, you will not be owning it on Pesach. It's called the Betul. It is done twice. Once on the eve before Passover and once on the day of Passover. And so we nullify it in both instances. Okay, so make sure to get that done. Now, uh, the other thing we're going to do is we're going to purge our kitchen of any form of combination. We didn't get into cleaning. Cleaning is an important one too. Uh, Before we get to koshering, let's talk a little bit about cleaning. Who here likes cleaning for Pesach? Anybody? No? All right, so here's the thing. Cleaning, a lot of times we confuse uh, cleaning for Pesach with spring cleaning. That's part of the issue, right? Ever ever happens to you? Well, while we're cleaning, we should just do X, Y, and Z. So, it's Number one, it's unnecessary to sell any items that you're selling to the non-Jew. So all those cabinets that you're closing up and selling to the non-Jew, they don't need to be part of your Passover cleaning. Cleaning for Passover is hard enough. Um, any Anything that you're not using on Passover and you're selling does not need to be cleaned. Um, there's no need to clean areas where there's no assumption that there might be any food there. Um, there's no need to move... Uh, heavy items that you wouldn't normally move. Okay, I don't mean a couch, but if there's something that you would really never, ever, ever move, uh, you don't have to break apart your house to reach there. The general rule is if you can reach it with your hand, you got to clean it. If you can't reach it with your hand, uh, you don't have to clean it. Okay? So you, you just do the best you can. Um, but uh, the other thing is dust is not chametz, Although many people tend to think it is dust, it's not chametz. Uh, bedroom walls, uh, okay, you don't need to clean your bedroom walls and uh, windows, uh, lighting fixtures and chandeliers, unless you have monkeys hanging from the top, uh, <laughs> I don't think, you don't have to polish your silverware either, okay, all these things are are not uh, required, uh, but here are some things that you should clean, that a lot of people miss, and this is an important items, uh, Play-Doh, number one in your house, Play-Doh, Play-Doh is chametz, you gotta sell your Play-Doh or anything that Play-Doh touches. A lot of toys, a lot of books that you may use on your tables. Um, yes, we'll get to the car in a moment. All right, toys, books, um, the, 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 the Shabbos books that you use at your Shabbos table. Um, those are definitely things that you're gonna wanna clean. Your refrigerator and, and freezer that you're gonna use is definitely gonna need a good cleaning. Your car needs a very good cleaning. One thing uh, people also have to know is when you clean, if there are areas you can't reach, just get a bleach spray because the rule is once you make something inedible, it's not a problem anymore. So I always get like a spray that that I spray on different areas that uh, if for whatever reason I can't clean it, it at least becomes inedible. Uh, This is especially true with children and the stains they may leave in your car or wherever else. Um, Chairs, chairs can have, you're gonna be sitting on them. You're gonna be touching them. A lot of them can have a hamet stuck in different crevices and cracks. Uh, try and brush out what you can. What you cannot, I would spray. Now, don't come to me saying, Rabbi, I sprayed bleach on my chairs and they turned into whatever. You could get resolved, get whatever other chemical you need to use, but make sure it's a poisonous chemical. Sorry, seventh generation, edible, biodegradable is not going to cut it, okay? Here, you don't want to be clean and green. Here, you want to be mean and nasty. You want to destroy and make everything inedible, okay? Okay. Backpacks. Uh, just get covers for the chairs for Passover. Um, no, I mean you could get. I mean yes, cover them as well. But this is what we've been saying: is uh, it's not enough to just cover. You have to uh, get rid of your chamez, Um, unless you're covering the chair and selling the whole chair. But if you're covering it to sit on it, you should also attempt to uh, clean it, uh, so you can. Um, Of course, covering it is an additional step, which would probably be good, but it's not necessary. Uh, Tables, by the way, tables also can get stuff stuck in them. You'd be surprised, especially if you have kids, uh, where kids can get stuff stuck into tables. Um, What else about cleaning? Phones, phones is a big one, Uh, or cats. Okay, yes, true, cats. Uh, Phones, by the way, phones most definitely deserve a wipe down. All right, what if you have uh, fillings? well that's about that's about koshering but uh yeah um anybody who who gets food stuck between their teeth um I would avoid certain of those foods before Pesach if you have trouble getting it out even with uh floss um cosmetics soaps shampoos aside from anything that is clearly um not kosher Passover generally the oat stuff um you can leave it out. Some people will not put anything in their mouth or near their mouth unless it is cleared to be kosher for passover. Uh, that being said, most major brands of toothpaste are cleared. If somebody wants, has a question about a specific brand of toothpaste or a mouthwash, I have a list. There are lists you can buy, you can download. Uh, there's a Star K app. You can pay for their premium version or there's a Blumenkranz. Um, or you can go online and find Coach for Passiver Toothpaste by Attawee. But uh, regardless, most major brands are Coach for Passiver, Although I do suggest, of course, you should buy a new toothbrush. So make sure you order new toothbrushes. And I would use a new tube of toothpaste regardless. So again, most toothpastes are going to be fine. Um, the mouthwashes, I think some of them are alcohol-based, right? Um, Listerine. Huh? Like Listerine. Yeah, yeah. That's actually curious. Let me see what he says about Listerine. Um, because it's a but there's, there's a whole discussion about alcohol. The rabbis debate about denatured alcohol, the alcohol that you have. So again, Pesach is really complicated. It really affects all areas of your life. But again, uh, most, uh, let's see, mouthwash. What do they say? Colgate, all are good. Listerine mouthwash. Uh, he says here. Yeah, Listerine is fine. Okay, so I guess. I guess it's not a problem. Okay, anyways, so three is fine. Anyways, regardless, my point is that um, at the very least, when it comes to cosmetics, uh, be careful what might go near your mouth. And uh, inside of your mouth, some people are even more careful to make sure to buy shampoos, deodorants that are coached for Passover. Uh, though I would say for most of you here, it's not necessary unless you want to be crazy like me. Uh, <laughs> because there's outlying opinions. Uh, pocketbooks and wallets also have to be clean for Pesach backpacks, uh, make sure you clean all that stuff for Pesach, uh, in your car, by the way, make sure if you go get your car clean, clean, not only on top of the mats, but under the mats, uh, because some can get in there as well. Also, some people have cars in the back where there's a cover for the, um, for the spare tire, uh, would be worthwhile to check down there as well. At least in my house, I know stuff does get down there. um, uh, computers, computers—they get a lot of chametz uh, dust in there. Now, if you want to use it on Pesach and eat your food, that could be a problem. So there's—you can buy some of those dust sprays, those air sprays. I would spray them out. Uh, definitely a good idea. Uh, computer bags, uh, cell phone bags—those are all important. Um, some people are careful not to put hot food on certain paper products on Passover, so. Let's say a lot of times you cook and you want to put something on a paper towel. Um some people are worried about starch in the paper towel that may have uh, kidneys. So you want to be careful about paper. There are some uh, or if you use paper plates, there are some paper plates that have an OU on them. Um, but uh, some people are worried about paper. Let's just um let's see if I have a list of everybody says about paper. paper, 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 paper., uh, just something to be aware of. Uh, I'm probably going beyond what most people would do over here. So maybe I shouldn't go down that path. Uh, Let's see, paper towels, he says. um, Kirkland paper towels are good. Um, See note for additional information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In general, paper could be a problem. Oh, did we talk about checking the medicine cabinet? Um, So the medicine cabinet, what I generally do is I would look for items that um, that you want to, that you think you're going to need over Pesach. The CRC has a general opinion about, maybe I should share it on the screen. You know, if you want to make your life easier, let's take a look here at the CRC. And uh, that will hopefully make your life easier. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But, but most, uh, most medicines are, are fine, anyways. Um, I have. Let's take a look. This is an old CRC letter, but I'm sure it's still valid. There's there's debated debating. There's different opinions out there about medicine. Let's take a look. Here's what the CRC says. CRC says all pill medication with or without chametz that one swallows is permitted. Vitamins and supplements do not necessarily fall into this category, and each person should consult their rabbi. So vitamins and food supplements, um, unless you need them. Uh, if you need them, contact your rabbi. Um, all right. <laughs> liquid and chewable medications that contain chame should only be used under the direction of a, of a doctor and a rabbi. This, by the way, applies all year round. <laughs> Whenever you're going to buy liquid and chewable medication, look it up on the CRC app or other apps. Uh, the basic idea is like this: swallowing a pill, a pill is not can swallowing pills not considered a normal way of eating. Therefore, the CRC and other rabbis say that uh, you don't have to check into its kosher status. The moment you are swa- swallowing a liquid or chewing on a pill, uh, you should look for its kosher. It's just a good example, uh, like a lot of cough medicines out there for kids. Not all of them are kosher. You know, Some of them, they actually say, are, are no good. You know, some of the zarbis are good. Some of the zarbis are not. I think the CRC talks about it. Um, so you know, these just that's just a good general... Uh, thing to be careful about is looking at uh, whenever you're swallowing or chewing a supplement or a vitamin. vitamin um, to be careful about it. Uh, so, sorry, S- swallowing a pill of a vitamin, you should always look into its kosherness and liquid and chewable medications. You should also always look into its kosherness. Um, he mentions here, if, you, if it's kidney, it's not a problem. Okay. Then he talks about all varieties of blood, body soap or all Uh, Okay. Of course, like I said, you want to avoid any type of, um, any type of oat. Okay. Um, So all this is the prep for Passover. Let's just get in, uh, uh, let's get into a little bit about timing. So we've already, hopefully you're all prepared for Pesach. Hopefully you're all close to preparing. In other words, you're, you're, you're putting away all your stuff. You are, Getting ready, what you're selling, you're gonna get ready to kosherize your kitchen, which um, maybe I should discuss that now. So kosherizing your kitchen, okay. So you're gonna want to cook in your kitchen on Passover. So number one, you're gonna want dishes. The dishes you're gonna have, uh, hopefully you're gonna buy new. If you're not gonna buy new, it's a little complicated, but hopefully you're gonna buy new. Uh, yes, many people buy eggs only before Pesach. Correct. Uh, so hopefully you're gonna buy only new dishes. Okay. Now you want to kosherize your oven. Uh, A lot of ovens have a self-clean. Self-clean is really the best, so do self-clean. If your oven only has a steam clean, steam clean is not valid for kosherizing. Steam clean uh, does not get as hot as regular self-clean ovens. So if your oven only has steam clean or doesn't have regular self-clean, then in that case, they say you should use easy off and clean everything. And then you turn up your oven to the highest setting for an hour, and that will be sufficient. Uh, If you're doing that though, you have to make sure you haven't used your oven in 24 hours before you kosherize your oven. Uh, The burners on top, if you have um, the coil ones, that's great. You just turn them on half an hour, let them get red hot and everything gets kosherized. Uh, The area between the burners you should cover. If you have a glass top, glass top, also they say you can kosherize the burners by turning them on, for a half an hour, uh, some say an hour, you could read the different apps, all different opinions, but at the very least a half an hour, turn off for half an hour, kosherize the glass top area of the uh, stove. However, the area between the glass areas, most people say cannot be koshered. And therefore, what I suggest to people is there's a product sold out of Canada. Hopefully it's not too late to get it, but there are these like covers, fire safe covers that you can put on your on your burners and uh, that prevents your pot from moving over and sitting directly on the non or stovetop. It's called Lomi. Lomi. Lomi, Lomi sells it. Can if you, you not want bleach me? that in? Can you, not bleach uh, that in? You, can, you can bleach it, but it won't penetrate. Basically, the the what the material that it's made out of. because uh, right, glass doesn't doesn't penetrate. Um, it's it's not exactly glass. The the stovetops. I don't know. I, I'm just yeah, telling you what the rabbis glass. who look yeah, into it. We have a glass. Yeah. Of course, you can also just make sure you don't move your pot from outside of the ring, but it it is very hard. Um, So um, someone asked toaster oven put away in the chamez cabinet, 100% toaster Mm -hmm. oven. I would not attempt to clean that. Um, You'd probably burn down your house before you clean it, right? Okay. Um, So that's the stovetop. Stovetop can be complicated. Induction burners is a real problem because induction burners, I don't even think they get hot themselves. So how are you gonna turn it on and let it get hot? So um, all these create problems. Um, Your sink, you should pour, the easiest is to pour boiling hot water all over. Uh, The way you do it is you first take a pot, whichever pot is gonna kosherize, you let that pot boil over. And then you take that pot and refill it and boil it and pour hot water all over the different areas. And then many people are accustomed custom after use the pot to kosherize all your areas. You uh, reboil it again. Um, be that as it may, you want to pour the hot water also all over your counters, or you can cover them. Some people both cover and pour hot water over them. So again, just to back up in case I confused you. The counter, so the sink, you're, you're going to want to kosherize for sure. You're going to want to pour hot water in it because you're going to want to use it. And, and don't forget to pour over the knobs and then the top and everything and pull out the hose. Some people even have a to turn on hot water when they're doing it. So it's really hot on the inside and the out. But the counters, you can either choose to cover it or you can choose to kosher it or you can choose to do both. Of course, Chabad does both, but uh, you can feel free to do one or the other. If you do opt to cover though and not kosher, you're going to have to make sure to cover it very well. Okay. When you kosherize a counter, pouring hot water, remember to... Uh, clean your counters very well, nothing stuck on it, and you cannot put anything hot on that counter for 24 hours. Nothing hot on the counter for 24 hours. When you coterize, nothing hot on there for 24 hours. Um, Dishwashers, dishwashers, I would just not deal with it. If you want to. Uh, Dishwashers, so if they have plastic racks, the plastic racks... I think most say would you you wouldn't kosher, uh, but if you don't have plastic racks, it's metal inside, and you want to kosher, some say you can turn on the to put the boiler a little higher than usual and let it run really really hot cycle. So you can't this one. dishwasher. Uh, generally, I I would avoid I would I would uh, advise against it. Yes, um, uh, just eat on plastic. Okay, <laughs> um, well, the, the beginning of Passover is a three-day Tov, anyways, and you got to wash the dishes without, without the dishwasher. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun this year, three-day Tov. Okay, Um, so I think we cover the kitchen and kosherizing the kitchen. Uh, refrigerator, freezer. Some people also cover some of the shelves if you want to line the shelves, but I'm assuming that nobody on this call is planning on lining their shelves, so I'm going to leave it at that. Tablecloths. Uh, Don't starch your tablecloths. Um, Technically, any tablecloth can be kosher for passover. Um, Once you put it through the washing machine, it kind of kosherizes it, though. It would be nice to get a kosher for passover tablecloth. Um, Oh, talk about kosherizing. I was going to talk about your teeth. If you have fillings, fillings are a foreign substance in your mouth. (laughs) Huh? So therefore, therefore, many people are, have a custom of avoiding hot foods twenty-four hours before uh, you cannot eat chametz. So again, avoiding hot foods twenty-four hours before you eat chametz if you have any fillings in your mouth, because the theory is uh, that the fillings have uh, will have absorbed um, uh, hot. Food out. and We know after 24 hours, things become less of a problem, so the best is to not have any hot foods in your mouth 24 hours before the final time of eating hamet. Some people even uh, put boiling hot water in their mouth, but that's another story for another time, and uh, the guy who did it is, is trying to tell us about it. No, I'm kidding, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, let's get into time. I've said that five times, but it's about time, okay? Hopefully you have a better idea of getting ready for Pesach or at least you're reminded about time, correct. So um, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, there's a mitzvah by the sages to search for the chametz. The sages made it a mitzvah to search for the chametz. This year, that will be at 8.15 p.m., right? 8.15 p.m., 8.14 p.m., 8.14 p.m., after 8.14 p.m., we are supposed to search our house for alchameit, and there's even a blessing made on it. Now, there's a lot of customs that go along with it. Uh, custom is to use a candle, a single uh, wick candle, not a havdalah candle, and to use a feather and to use a wooden spoon and a, a brown paper bag to collect what you find. Put all, whatever you find in the brown paper bag, and you're going to burn it the next day. Um, <clears throat> this is a very important mitzvah you have to understand it's a mitzvah by the sages of burning the chametz mystically it means we are searching for our ego we're trying to get rid of our ego they tell the story of the altar Rebbe, Rebbe that the night before Pesach he searched for the chametz in a one room apartment the entire night obviously there wasn't a lot to search for physically but spiritually he was getting rid of his ego but we have to remember Passover has a strong spiritual component to it and uh, therefore, the night before Pesach, we want to search for the chametz, both without and within. And we use a bag, brown bag, a, a, a wooden spoon, a feather, and a candle. And I also would say use a flashlight. Don't take the candle under your bed and don't light your beard on fire, as uh, people have been known to do. Um, many people have accustomed kabbalistically, to put 10 pieces of bread around the house. If you are going to follow that custom, a couple important reminders. Number one, don't lose them. If you lose track of them, you are going to be in big trouble because you're going to have to spend all night searching for it, okay? So if you have your kids putting it out, have your spouse walk around with your kid and write down all the locations or nowadays you have phones, take pictures of where they are, okay? Uh, Number two, the bread that you put out should be wrapped. Okay, so I typically wrap them in paper. If you wrap them in foil and you bring them to burn your chametz the next day, they don't burn very well. Uh, that happened to you last year, you couldn't find the last one yeah that's that's a bad bad story um so again, wrap them in paper every year people come here with the ten pieces of bread that they uh, that they wrap in foil and I'm like, you know, this is never going to go anywhere. All right um. So, again, comes nightfall, 814, you search for the chametz. After you find everything, you put it in a bag, you hide the bag that you're going to make the first, betul, you're going to make the first nullification. That bag you're going to put away for the next day when you're going to burn the chametz. Okay, so this is all Tuesday night. Now, what happens on Wednesday? Wednesday, there's a lot of things that we need to do on Wednesday. Okay? Um... Okay, well, we could skip this. On Wednesday morning, number one is if you're a firstborn, or you have a son who is a firstborn, and if you have both, you definitely have to fast. The law is you have to fast. The fast of the firstborn, which means you cannot eat. You should not be eating uh, until you hear a siyum, which is a completion of extracted of the Talmud. Uh, specifically, by the way, firstborn son. Uh, so I am fasting now on account of Menachem Mendel. Therefore, I'm going to hear a seum. There is going to be a seum, a completion of a tract of the here at the synagogue. What time? What time did I say? Well, what time was it on the? uh there. Was it seven? I don't know. Nobody remembers, right? Rabbi sent out a schedule. Rabbi doesn't know his own schedule, right? Uh Anybody knows Rabbi's I didn't, schedule? I didn't, I didn't see anything. No. It, it's in the holiday schedule. Oh, on your email. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, let's see. Schedule of services. It's gonna be eight a.m. I believe. On Zoom. Uh, we can do Zoom as well. Preferable if you come in person, but it'll be on Zoom as well. How time it takes, What? How take? How however much time? How long does what the it CM takes take? Takes five minutes. Takes five minutes. five minutes. Let's see. I was in contact with Michael. Michael's doing the CM. Uh let's see. Uh something like eight eight or eight thirty. I'll have to tell you exactly if you need to hear it. Okay. Um and on and uh, you're supposed to have some fire this evening, right? Because yeah, 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 yeah. You're supposed to eat afterwards. Right. That's um insanity. on <laughs> on uh Wednesday morning. You have to stop eating chametz, any 11 foods by 11.27. 11.27 a.m., no more eating. That is uh, that is two hours before the Jewish midday. One hour before the midday, you need to have to burn all your chametz. That is 12.30. So 11.30, we're going to meet here and we're going to burn the chametz. Or I should say 11.45. 11.30, Eleven thirty, we're going to sell your chametz. 11.45, we are going to burn your chametz. Uh, when, so if you're not going to be able to be here Uh, Take a little foil pan in your backyard, put in um, all the chametz that you have, definitely the bag for the night before, and light it on fire and burn it. As it burns, you make a blessing. After you have burned it enough that uh, the bread has disintegrated, you can use some some fuel for good measure to make sure everything is really gone. Um, Garbage is a big problem, I was going to say. Sorry, garbage. A lot of us are going to generate garbage. And a lot of us are going to have garbage. Uh, for example, my house, they pick up the garbage on Monday. So all the hamed's garbage that I'm going to generate in my house all the way through Thursday morning is going to be a problem. Because I am going to own that garbage. And it is in my possession so uh, i could give it to my neighbor my neighbor is jewish what am i going to do <laughs> uh there's a couple ways you can do it you can put all the hamates garbage in a garbage bag just a plain garbage bag probably get a black one so it doesn't spill everywhere uh out on your curb you can leave it out there for the garbage people and you you put it out there it's at the edge it's not yours anymore and you say it's no more mine Uh, Some say you could put it in your garbage can if the garbage can is not owned by you, it's owned by the company. Some say that works. Uh, If you do that, some say you should pour bleach into the garbage. Um, And then of course you're covered by making it uh, not a problem, but regardless, no matter what you do, you really should put the garbage out on the curb uh, before a Pesach, before a Yom Tov starts. Um, So that was just something I wanted to mention about garbage because I don't think you want to burn all your garbage. All right, after you burn the chametz, you make a, uh, you make the final bitul, you make the final nullification, and now you will own no more chametz. Some chametz of yours has been sold, some has been burnt, and the rest has been nullified. And therefore, you should not be eating any more chametz until after Pesach when the rabbi buys it back. Um, all this is era of Pesach, the stuff that we do before Pesach. Anybody has any questions or comments about the day before Pesach? Nope, it's all good, all clear? Um, uh, Okay, so let me see over here. All right, Um, since we just have 10 minutes left, we're gonna get into a little bit about the Seder, a couple important things about the Seder. So that you will come to your Seder prepared and know exactly what you're getting into. But more importantly, things that need to be prepared before the Seder. Okay? So the general rule about Yom Tov is you are only allowed to cook on Yom Tov things that are needed for that, things that are needed to be eaten on that day. And also um, items that couldn't have been done before Yom Tov. So therefore, for example, the zoroah, the shank bone that goes on the Seder plate should be roasted before Passover because nobody eats it. Nobody eats the shank bone. And therefore you have to make sure it is roasted before Passover. Uh, grinding your marar. Grinding is a problem on Yom Tov. Uh, generally, definitely want to grind your marar before Pesach. Oh, I should mention that. The marar that you buy in the store uh, with vinegar is no good. It has to be pure marar, pure horseradish. Therefore, I believe Publix is selling actual pieces of horseradish, um, I think sprouts, sometimes the fresh market. So you wanna go out and buy actual pieces of horseradish. Everybody always buys that nice, beautiful store bought horseradish, but that does not work for the actual Seder. Um, additionally, uh, a couple of other things you, you'll need for the Seder is uh, gonna be hard boiled eggs. You could technically cook it on yomto, but you should cook it before. Romaine lettuce for your maror. The romaine lettuce you should check for bugs. Check for bugs before Yom Tov is preferable um, because you cannot uh, take off the bugs if you see it on Yom Tov. Uh, you just have to throw it out. Um, the, haroses, the haroses, again, is ground. So you're definitely going to want to make it before Yom Tov. Uh, definitely makes it easier. Um, I guess technically there's a way to do it on Yom Tov, but you're not really supposed to, I mean, you're not going to have your food processor on Yom Tov, so it's kind of hard. Um, karpas, the karpas is the vegetable. A uh, lot of different customs out there. Chabad's preference is an onion. Uh, we really want to feel the tears, but a lot of people I know use uh, raw potatoes. Um, salt water, there's salt water. Um, another interesting thing is um, the wine that we pour out during the Seder. Uh, according to Chabad and Kabbalists, the wine you pour during the Seder is very bad wine. And you don't want to mix it with any of your other wine. And in fact, Chabad is customly it in a broken vessel, broken dish. So you take a little dish before Yom Tov, maybe a little bowl, and you cut it and you pour the wine in there. Um, that's also why Chabad is accustomed to pour it out, not use the pinky. Because if you use your pinky, then you, you keep getting it recontaminated. So that's why Chabad pours out the wine doesn't use a pinky, just throwing it out. If someone has a custom to use a pinky, I'm not going to tell you not to use it. Um, A couple other things you want to have for Pesach is the matzah. You want to have three whole matzahs. The first seder night, you can prepare everything for the seder and you can prepare everything for the seder before Pesach. So the table is ready to go. You can roll your seder. The only things you want to do right at the beginning of the seder is possibly putting your matzah in and putting your items on the Seder plate if you want. Uh, But regardless, the whole Seder can be ready to roll. The second night, you're actually not allowed to prepare for the second night of Pesach until uh, until 8.27. 8.27, until the stars come out. So the second night is always a later Seder. Why? Because you are not allowed to prepare from one day of Yom Tov to the next. Again, you're not allowed. So for example, you're not allowed to cook on uh thursday for friday um what about cooking friday for shabbos so we're going to do something called an air of top um there's a process called an air of top where you set aside a matzah and an egg or something similar a cook dish and a baked dish and that allows you to cook on friday for shabbos and um if you don't, if you don't know how to do it, the rabbi does do it for the community, but it's preferable everybody does it themselves as well. You can find an eruv tafshilin in the sitter. So this year, make sure to do an eruv Um, But generally, not allowed to cook from one day of Yom Tov to the next. Why? Because the whole reason we have two days of Yom Tov is because we're not sure which day was the real Yom Tov, right? Was it the first day, or the second day? So uh, you can only cook on Yom Tov for holidays. So if if today's holiday, then tomorrow's not holiday, and if tomorrow's holiday, the next day's not holiday, you get the idea, so you can't cook one day to the next, um, any other important reminders for the Seder, make sure you have enough, uh, Haggadahs, um, that's always important, if you don't, Uh, Chabad has lots and lots of Haggadahs, (laughs) huh, yeah, I, I just want to give a little bit of an idea about Pesach, just uh, one idea that, uh, that um, can help uh, make us appreciate uh, Pesach a little bit is Pesach, Passover, the Seder, is, as we all know, a moment of freedom, but it's not just a moment of freedom for something that has happened thousands of years ago, but it's a moment of freedom for what we are doing now. And I think I may talk about this in Shabbos in my Shabbos class, if you'll be here, but um, uh, Passover is very different from the next holiday, which is Shavuot. Uh, Passover is what's known as running, running away from the bad. In other words, on Passover, we experienced God's revelation. On Passover, we experienced God revealing himself to us and um, lifting us out of the impurity. It says actually the Jewish people were in the 29 gates of impurity when uh, the Jewish people were in the 29 gates of impurity. And not 29, 49. And if God hadn't revealed Himself to us, we would still be in that impurity. So on Pesach, we experienced a divine revelation of Ratzwe of running. Let's put it this way let's say, let's take a a physical example. Let's say you are in a bad situation. There's two elements of how you get into a better situation. Number one is you need to remove yourself from the current situation, number two is you need to put yourself in a better situation, and they're usually not exactly the same time. okay. So again, it's the process of removal from the bad, and there's the entering into the good. So Passover is the experience of freedom exiting the bad. And then over the course of 49 days of the counting of the Omer and culminating with the holiday of Shavuot, that is entering the good. So on Pesach, as we celebrate these 15 steps of the Seder, all the different steps of the Seder, we want to be conscious of what we are trying to escape and we want to be conscious of the idea that we want to leave that one of the biggest problems with the exile today for example is that many of us don't want to leave the exile we're so comfortable you know i was actually re- remarking today with uh, some of the prisoners who of course definitely want to leave the exile but uh, i was remarking you know everybody's talking about what's going on in israel and i says you know and in some sense, what's going on in Israel is reminding us that we're still in Galat, we're still in exile. You know, we, we sometimes, especially Israelis, get too complacent. What do you mean? We're in Israel, we're a nation of Jews, and we're okay. But uh, sometimes we have events that remind us that, no, we need to escape where we are. We're, we're not in a good place. Even if you're in Israel, you're still in the Gola, you're still in the exile. We're still in the exile existence. And so in our personal lives, Passover is a time when we want to say, Whatever it is that's holding us back, I want to exit it. See, your exit plan. Passover is your exit plan. The rest of Passover, uh, going all the way until Shavuot, is your entering plan. That's your 49 days of purifying yourself. Um, So always think about uh, how, how Pesach is. Your exit plan, and this is a this is actually a theme I'm going to talk about in seder because I think it's so important. But since you're all here, I'll, I'll spill the beans to you as well. That is why the main matzahs we celebrate on Pesach, and I'm sorry you'll hear it twice. The main matzahs we celebrate on Pesach are actually broken matzahs, right? The main matzah on Passover is the broken matzah, right? On Passover, when we have the seder plate, we have a top matzah, a whole matzah, we have a bottom matzah, a whole matzah, and the middle matzah is broken. Which is very strange. Jude, Judaism, we always do practices on whole items. When you fill up a cup for Kiddush, a rabbi always pours it over. Even his vodka, he pours it over. Right? It's got to be full. Challah has to be complete, whole loaves. Uh, the shofar cannot be cracked. Uh, your etrog cannot have any blemishes. Generally, when we do a mitzvah, we have to have a complete and whole item. Pesach, though, the main matzah is a broken matzah. Right? The middle matzah is. In the beginning of the Seder, yachatz, we break it in half. One half is put away for the afikoman, which is the last thing that we do in the Seder. And the other matzah is the first matzah we talk about in the Seder. We tell the whole story of the Magad over this broken piece of matzah. And one of the messages is, is that um, in order to uh, seek freedom, we have to realize that we're broken. In order to escape, we have to know there's something wrong. You know, people are perfect. Are never going to escape anywhere because they're they're perfect. They're 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 whole, they're complete. There's, not, there's nowhere for them to go to. And so this is one of the messages of Pesach is uh, to remember and to remind ourselves that uh, yes, we are broken, yes, we are not whole, but we can find freedom in our incompleteness. We can find freedom in who we are, what we are, we can accept it, and that's okay. I don't know about you, but I'm never going to be perfect. But nevertheless, I can still seek freedom and redemption. Uh, in uh, whatever stage we are in, and so that's just an important thing I want as you celebrate the seder to just remember um, that it's a very special night, and there's a lot of important uh, elements that happen on it, and uh, there are a lot of different ideas about Pesach, and and honestly, there's so many great haggadahs, and I highly suggest that uh, if you're going to be leading a seder, to prepare and have ideas to share to help everybody there experience a little bit of the celebration of Pesach. So we have all these technical details. Let's not forget about the meaning. And uh, there's so many wonderful, wonderful insights about Pesach. I've been listening to some. Some of them are really deep. I, I don't <laughs> they're too much to share. But uh, there's really so many beautiful ideas around Pesach, around each and every single word of the Haggadah. And uh, try and find meaning and purpose in your Passover Seder this year. And uh, may we all experience a uh, wonderful, happy, and uh, special, special up this year. That's not the end of my class, though. Uh, That was my interruption to give you a little bit of meaning. I just want to mention a couple more important things about the Passover Seder. (laughs) That was just to give you a break from the technicalities. I'm just going to go really quick through the Seder. A couple important items you want to know about. Um, Number one all cups that you drink have to be full. Number two, all cups have to be drunk after nightfall. That is why it is so important not to start the Seder early. It's like taking a medication uh, when you're not sick, okay? Trying to take the uh, items of the Seder when it's not, night has not fallen, it's not effective, okay? Number three, you want to lean when you drink the wine. You want to lean when you eat the matzah, except for the matzah of the mara, or actually matzah of the mara, you also lean except for the mar Everything else you lean, if you don't lean, uh, you gotta do it again. So definitely try and lean. Important, always fill up your cup full. Tell us people every year, fill up your cup full even if you're not going to finish it. Uh, but at least drink you know, 3.3 3 ounces, but always fill up your cup to the top in order to fill the obligation. As far as the matzah goes, everybody should be eating uh, at least a third to a half of a s'more matzah on the Seder night. Um, there are weights that, that go along with it, but at least a third or a half of uh, to a half, depending on the size of your matzah. I think the matzahs we have a third should be okay uh, of shmur matzah at the very least. That's one of the main misses of Pesach. Um, <clears throat> when we wash our hands uh, the first time, make sure you do not uh, make a blessing. Of course, you all know that. Uh, why are we washing our hands? Because actually, most people don't know it's actually a, a, a law that whenever you eat wet vegetables, you're supposed to wash your hands, okay? You're supposed to wash your hands whenever we eat wet vegetables. Um, when we tell the story of uh, uh, the Magid, it gets very long. There are, though, a couple important sections of the Magid you want to do. Make sure everybody says them, the Manashtana, uh, the Ava Dimayinu, Yilo Dayenu, um Pesach Matsamara. So make sure people say it, try and make it engaging, trying to have the uh, English, of course, and uh, there's actually no problem in saying the Haggadah in English at all. Um, the That was actually, by the way, one of the reasons I was reading this here, why, according to some, you don't make a blessing on saying the Haggadah, because the Haggadah technically can be said in any language. Anyways, Chabad does not put matzah ball on a soup. Uh, Chabad does not mix uh, matzah with any water. So that's why we don't put matzah balls. Um, okay Uh, when it gets to uh, mozi matzah there's a whole thing how you hold the matzah regardless again eat the matzah leaning there's the kora sandwich Uh, what else do I want to say after you eat the afikomen do not um, uh, do not eat anything else there's two cups after that I think that's really everything I wanted to say oh yes on the first night of Pesach uh, you only say the first paragraph of the Shema you don't need to say anything else when you go to sleep. I think really I've covered everything. Uh, your cup for your kiddish has to be at least 3.3 3 ounces. Uh, for those of you who are worried about filling up your cups, uh, definitely go out and buy smaller cups now. Uh, don't give everybody a big <laughs> cup for their wine. You can buy even plastic cups, five-ounce cups. There are places online you can buy nice-looking silver cups, but make sure to give everybody smaller types of cups. Marar, marar. A lot of people don't even have marar. Uh, The Mari you can fulfill with eating Romaine, but at the very least, you need about uh, 20 grams of Romaine Uh, typically amounts to at least one big leaf, and maybe one big leaf and a little bit more than that. Um, I think I've taken up enough of your time. Uh, The first night of Pesach, make sure your Seder doesn't go past 1.32 a.m., or at least you you eat your afikoma before 1.32. I think you'll all be okay with that. Um, I think you'll be good with that. Okay. So, uh, hopefully all of you have a wonderful, meaningful... Uh, oh, someone says, if I cannot make it to the burning of summit, it's at 11.30, I stop it earlier and drop it off. Uh, you can, you just have to hope somebody's here. Okay. Um, uh, hopefully everybody has a wonderful, happy kosher Pesach. And uh, you will elevate your experience, you will elevate your character. And uh, when you come back the first day of Pesach, you will be totally unrecognizable. And I will, uh, you'll look completely different. There's actually a story of my grandfather sorry, my mother's grandfather, my great-grandfather, uh, when he first enrolled in his Chabad yeshiva in Russia, the the, the, the fifth Chabad rabbi told his son that uh, he looks a little coarse. You know, he's very smart, but he looks a little coarse. He's not refined. Whatever that means, I don't know. Uh, he says, let's give him hard work. And so they made him work on all the hardest jobs for Pesach, and afterwards, the fifth Lubavitch rabbi remarked to the sixth to the sixth Lubavitch rabbi, who was then not a Rebbe, he told him, you see what the sweat of a mitzvah does, it purifies, him, and, and we can now see on his face, he looks very refined character. And so, for the, all of those of you who are working very hard in the mitzvah, know that working very hard for the mitzvah uh, refines us, makes us better people. And uh, as Rabbi Levi it's like of Bradichev once said in Rosh Hashanah, he said, and I'll quote, he said, Father, if the angels which were created from the shofar blowing are weak let the holy angels that were created from the hard work and toil of your people before pesach in which they scrubbed smoothed and costured in your honor of pesach let those angels come and appease you and uh, so let those angels stand for us in good stead and bring us a wonderful year ahead thank you so much and anybody's any questions you are welcome to ask them at this time and i'm going to what what you want to ask the rabbi you have asked the rabbi I write it in read what's, it. what's what's okay you have no questions nobody has any no. questions yeah.